Are you ready to live life to the full? Are you ready to rise up and live a life of honor? Are you ready to boldly step into a life of courage? This is the Manlyhood Mancast. Welcome to the Manlyhood Mancast. I'm your host, Josh Hatcher. Listen, today's podcast, I would love to be able to talk to you guys about conquering depression. I know that I have struggled with this in a few different ways, and I know many of the guys that are listening have been there. Uh, I know that you struggle with it. Many of you are struggling with it right now. I think there's probably more struggles than ever as we're going through this crazy COVID lockdown thing. Uh, Depression is rearing its ugly head for a lot of us, and I think we can break down some practical tips to look at where we're at, to be real with where we're at, and what we need to do to either get help or to start conquering depression together. So we're going to be back with that. Also, we've got an Ask a Man answer today from Luis Costa. He's our uh, buddy at Iron Mill, uh, bodybuilder, crazy, loud goofball that I love to death, and he sent us some uh, answers to some of your questions. So if you've got questions that you want answered, all you got to do is... Uh, Send us a message. You can go to, you can just send us a message on Facebook or email manlyhood.com at gmail.com, or you can go to our website manlyhood.com and click the little "Ask a Man" button. Send us a question, and uh, if I if I can't answer it, I'll find somebody else that can, and we who knows? We're gonna have some fun with that. But today's answer is gonna come from Lou. That'll be a little bit later. And guys, you do not want to miss the podcast that's coming out on Monday. Um, I interviewed an author. Uh, and a journalist, his name is Chuck Holton. He's an Army Ranger, former Army Ranger, who just kind of lives his life uh, in a really interesting way. He wrote the book Making Men, as well as um, uh, several other books. Really cool guy. Talks about getting shot at in Syria. Talks about uh, uh, almost getting kidnapped. <laughs> And what it's like to live in Panama. So this guy's got uh, some amazing stories, and I cannot wait to bring you that episode. So that launches Monday. Also, if you missed it, last Monday we released a great interview with Austin Sterling, a musician from Indiana. Fantastic interview, fantastic music. You guys have heard some of his music as the intro to our podcast, so go back and listen to that one. But today we're going to talk about conquering depression, and we're going to get right to it after this. Hey, welcome back to the Manlyhood Mancast. I'm your host, Josh Hatcher. You guys are troopers. You guys have stuck around with Manlyhood for seven years this week. Manlyhood has been around for seven years. We didn't start out with all the bells and whistles, okay? This uh, whole thing started seven years ago. I sent out an email to a group of guys that I respected, that I I looked at for leadership and, and encouragement and guidance. I said, guys... I want to start a website for men. Uh, I have some ideas, and I kicked around a bunch of crazy ideas, and uh, they kicked around some ideas, and then we kind of settled on manlyhood. So that was birthed seven years ago. And over time, it has kind of morphed into what it is today. I never, uh, when it first started, I never would have envisioned that I would get to do what I'm doing right now. And I know that as it started to grow and as it started to build, I've had even more of a vision for this. So you think the last seven years are exciting? Wait till you see this year and wait till you see where we're headed. This is going to be an amazing, amazing thing, guys. We're helping men 
to reclaim their masculinity, to uh, walk into what it means to be a good man, to be a better husband, a better father, a better leader. I am excited about the stories that I hear from you guys. You know, we have our Facebook group, The Manhood Man Cave. You guys are in there. You're encouraging each other. You're reaching out when you need help. It is amazing. And I love it, and it gets me excited. So today's episode, though, guys, we're talking about conquering depression. There's there's a certain degree of depression that is uh, going to need some major help. Okay? And so I want to make it clear. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist or a licensed counselor or anything like that. So anything that I tell you, any advice that I give you guys, uh, run this by a professional if you think that you're having some serious issues. Okay? Uh, I am not able to answer all your problems, and I'm not ever going to try. But I do want to talk about this because it is a big issue that affects a lot of people. In fact, did you know that one of the leading causes of disability in the country is depression? It keeps people from being able to work. That's a big deal. And when you kind of keep going down that rabbit hole, you get things like suicide, you get things like abuse, you get things like drug abuse. A lot of those things end up flowing out of untreated depression. And the majority of people who have depression are untreated. And I'm not saying that medical or counseling is something that everybody has to have, but we've all got to be real with where we're at and what we need. So let's talk about it. Depression is that persistent sadness that continues on and continues to kind of wreak havoc. And it it, it can manifest in physical symptoms. Uh, you may find yourself feeling pain or uh, uncomfortable or sleepless or maybe lethargic. Maybe you sleep too much. Those things kind of all can flow out because depression looks different for every person that goes through it. I also want to say this. I believe that everybody gets depressed. Okay. We all have emotions that go up and that go down. Every one of us. I don't care how stable or stoic you think you are. We all have those kinds of issues from time to time. Okay. So, as we're looking at that and keeping that in mind, if you find that it's not keeping you from doing what you need to do, it's just frustrating. I'm going to call you a a, a simple <laughs> depression rather than a complex depression, which is where that depression is starting to affect your work, it's starting to affect your family, it's starting to lead you down paths that you shouldn't be going with addiction or, or other things. So, let's talk about that simple depression first. Okay, so let's say that you're just feeling down and you need to beat it. You need to get out of it. First of all, start with diet and exercise, eating right and working out. Yes, it's going to make a huge difference because when you do those things, uh, you start to actually release the chemicals that interact with your brain that really are the ones that the drugs that they give people often it releases them in your body, makes those things naturally. A lot of the those chemicals, serotonin and cortisol and all those things that have to be in a certain balance, they're actually made in your gut and your brain sends uh, signals down there and they're made here and then distributed. And then you have things in your brain as well that distribute them. If you are eating properly and then if you're exercising and releasing endorphins and the things that you need to do, it will help. Will it cure Especially not complex depression. It may not cure it, but it will help. So make sure that you do that. The other thing, guys, is look at what you're putting in your mind. Okay? Uh, if you are finding that you're scrolling on Facebook mindlessly and that you are 
being attracted to stories that make you feel depressed, delete your Facebook. (laughs) Or just delete the app off your phone if you still need it for communication. Or, better yet, just discipline yourself to not pay attention to that crap. (laughs) Uh, Maybe it's the news. Maybe you are the guy that watches the news incessantly. And I don't care which news channel you're watching, although it probably does tell me a lot about you. But if you're watching the news and you hear the stories and they make you feel depressed or angry, that's part of what they're designed to do, okay? Uh, The news channels are designed to get an emotional response out of you so that you tune in and get sucked in and you keep watching so they can sell you soap, cars, and pharmaceuticals. So, uh, if you're finding yourself sucked into that and it's making you feel depressed, turn it off. Who cares what's going on in the world? Yeah, I know. Easier said than done. All I know is we have uh, a couple of different circles that we have control over, okay? We have um, a circle of concern, and we have a, a circle of influence. I heard this from Michael Hyatt recently on the Order of Man podcast, talking about it with uh, Ryan Mickler, my buddy over there. So in that circle of concern, we have all the things that worry us, that bother us, that give us anxieties or depression. And then we have the circle of influence. When you're sitting there watching the news and you're getting all fired up about pandemics and politics, can you control any of that? Do you have any control over that? No. You don't. But it sure falls into the area of concern. So let's stop focusing on those areas of concern that you can't do anything about and let's focus on what you can control, what you can influence, what you can lead in Focus on those things. My friend Ezra Cataldo uh, is a really cool hippie musician that I met um, at the Austin Dam Show many years ago, and I stayed in touch with him on Facebook. Right about the time of the last election, everybody was going nuts, going crazy, running their mouths all the time, and it just had me feeling depressed. And I remember talking about it, and he made a comment to me. He said, you know, here's what you need to do. You need to plant your garden, and you need to tend that garden. You need to pull your own weeds You need to focus on your family and you need to take care of their needs and you need to look at those things that you can impact. Your neighbors, your family, your friends, your garden. Take care of those things. I'm going to tell you what, if you do that, it makes it a lot harder to get depressed about all the other stuff. Now, if you haven't been taking care of those things and you're walking into a mess, okay, well, I'll tell you, that can lead to depression too. If your family or your garden, or your home is is a mess and it needs your attention, yeah, I can see where that might even feel like it's bearing down on you and it's more than you can handle. But I'm going to tell you this. If it's yours, if you are responsible for it, if it's in your area of influence, you can handle it. And you need to do it. And it may be a bigger task than you think. I can tell you guys, in my own uh, bedroom for years. I had a, a recliner. I thought, oh, I'm going to bring this recliner upstairs. It'll be nice to have a comfortable chair in the bedroom. No, it became a catch-all for my clothes. And so my clothes would pile up. I would, th- My wife would be so kind to fold them when they came out of the laundry. She may have even turned over the laundry for me. But it came upstairs and they were folded. And then they got piled up. And then I had clothes that were too big and clothes that were too small, and I had no way of finding anything, and it was just a big hile, big heaping pile of clothes for years, for years. And every time I saw it, I would just see how big the pile was. I knew it was my responsibility. I couldn't expect my wife to put my clothes away. 
I couldn't expect anybody else to do it. It was my responsibility, and I just kept being passive about it and overlooking it, and it overwhelmed me. And I would get overwhelmed by it, and then I would feel depressed. I took one afternoon, guys, one afternoon to go through all my clothes, to try them on, to put stuff in a Goodwill bag to give to the Goodwill, and hung up and folded and put away the ones that did fit. And then the ones that I knew that I'd be in soon when I lost more weight, I put into storage and I got rid of everything that was too big for me. And you know what? I got rid of the recliners so that it wouldn't catch any more clothes. And I'm going to tell you, I don't feel depressed anymore about that. So if there's things in your life that you need to take care of, take care of them. That's a great way to take care of depression. Because when you look at it, it makes you depressed. And it's something you can fix. So fix it. Work on it. Invest in it. Maybe your relationship with your wife is bad. Maybe you've got a really crappy relationship that's in need of work in order to get better. And every time you think about it, it makes you depressed. Work on it. Invest in it. Fix it. It's not an instant cure. It takes discipline. It takes hard work. It takes time. But it does, it does help address the depression. I know that depression is like, uh, you know, they say the moss doesn't grow on a rolling stone because when a stone is in motion, it's not going to grow moss. Depression is like moss. If you're sitting still and you're not moving forward, guess what? It creeps in. So be the rolling stone. Not the Rolling Stones, because those guys are old. But be a Rolling Stone, and you're moving forward. And that depression, it's a lot harder to stick to if you're taking care of your business. So that's important. And if you feel like you're stuck and you don't have any momentum, push hard and get moving. And when you get moving, it's easier to build momentum. Okay? But momentum makes hard, it makes it hard for depression to sink in. Take care of yourself. Get the right amount of sleep. We already talked about eating right and exercise. It does help you. Sleeping the proper amount does help you. Guys, there are so many things that you can do that will help you with your depression. Also, I want to encourage you this. Depression, especially when we start getting to the complex depression, okay, that usually has roots. You know, you cut down a tree and you got a stump and it's there forever and those roots just kind of keep going out. And those roots dig down in, and they break through your sewer line, and then you got a big mess you got to clean up. But those roots are there. Those roots need to be cleaned up. And we have things that go, and I don't care how great your childhood was, at least on the surface, we all have crap that we have learned, that was done to us, that we did. Okay, not just your childhood, but all the way through your life, all those things. Stuff that, uh, trauma, basically or lies that you were told or that you believed that were injected into your life and over time they have mildewed and they have rotted and they have infected your life. Okay? And that will trigger depression. Things happen that keep triggering those feelings and you might not even see it because a lot of this happens subconsciously behind the scenes but somebody says something to you and it hurts your feelings because it hits a wounded place in you. This is where, yes, you may need to seek medication so that you can treat the symptoms, okay? You can treat the symptoms so that you can work on digging out the roots. So I want to tell you this. A lot of times, uh, a shrink will just prescribe a drug to you, and you'll take the drug, you'll feel better, so that's it. The depression is gone, right? 
No, it doesn't fix the depression. Medication does not fix depression. Medication treats symptoms. So if you've got symptoms of depression that need to be treated because you can't handle them, that's fine. Take the meds. <laughs> now, make sure that you work with your doctor on that. Make sure that you look at what the side effects are. Make sure that you look at how it's going to affect you and be faithful with taking them. Take them properly. If you're not supposed to mix your meds with alcohol, don't drink alcohol when you're taking your meds. If you are taking the meds and you're supposed to look out for certain side effects or certain thoughts that might pop in your head, I know especially people that are younger a lot of times will be taking an, a depression medication and they'll start getting suicidal thoughts. They weren't having them before, but now they're really bad. Or even homicidal thoughts. This is a common thing. I'm not saying it's all the time. I shouldn't say it's common. It's an occasional thing, but it happens. If you start noticing that, see your doctor, talk to them about it, okay? That's the whole medication spiel. But you've got to couple the treatment of the symptoms with the treatment of the problem. You've got to work on changing your mind. You've got to work on healing the wounds, okay? And you can't do that without digging into it because that infection is inside of you and you've got to dig through all the layers and get down to the root so that you can take it out. Um... I know in my life, I had things that I believed from the time I was very young, and they were reinforced my entire life. I think we tend to attract. Once you've believed a lie about yourself or the world around you, I think we tend to then attract situations that reinforce that lie. And that's what I did for a lot of my life. I believed that um, I had to take whatever came my way. I believed that... Um, I, didn't, I couldn't tell anybody about my problems, that it was my responsibility to fix my problems. Now, my responsibility is still there. It's, there is some truth to that lie, okay? But the truth was, as a five-year-old kid, I did not have to bear the weight of the things that were done to me. I did not have to bear the weight and the responsibility of that hurt that I suffered and those things that I believed and I should have been able to go talk to my parents about it or been able to talk to a counselor about it, but I didn't know. And so it stayed inside and it resurfaced later. I know with a lot of us, we don't like to do that. The past is the past. It's water under the bridge. Mm, yeah, but it might need to be something you need to work through. So I say that not to open up a big can of worms in your life, but I want you to know and understand if you need help with your depression, it's okay. Get whatever help you need. Okay, if you need to treat the symptoms, whatever stigma is out there about taking crazy pills, get over it. If you need them, take them with the doctor's recommendation and working with the proper protocols to make sure that you're safe. Uh, if you decide to get off of them later, I can tell you this a lot of times depression medication has uh, a, a waning period of when you it takes a while to get out of your system. And sometimes you may have some episodes or some issues happen at the tail end, you know, 30, 40 days later. So if you're taking them to treat your symptoms, just be aware uh, that you're working with your doctor as you start and stop taking them. Talk to them about any side effects. Work through that process, but see a counselor to work through the issues that you've got, okay? Because if you're at that place where the symptoms are so bad that you can't function and you need to take something, you need to also work through it to fix it to get it better. So I'll also tell you this, guys, um, from a, uh, the perspective of a Christian, okay, from someone who looks to Jesus for my hope and my support in my life, that faith makes a big difference 
in my life as I'm dealing with depression, because I know, you know, the Bible says, cast your anxiety or your cares on me. That's what, that's what God says to us. He wants us to do that. And so if you find yourself in that position and you are, are, if you believe like I do, that there is a God that loves you and that wants your best and that cares for you, which there is, whether you believe it or not, it's true. So if you know that, and you know that you've got issues that are weighing you down, that are making you sad, talk to God, pray, seek him and ask him to heal those places. If you need to go through those other steps as well, do that. That's okay. That's fine. But you can have supernatural help to work through this as well. But guys, I just want you to know, really, and I'm serious about this, right now, as the whole world is going through this whole lockdown COVID-19 thing, I have seen that men are like a sponge, okay? We are like a sponge, and it's like a dirty sponge, actually. And that dirty sponge... Uh, when pressure is applied to it, what's on the inside comes out. And so if you've been, if you've got a nasty, dirty sponge and it's got, it's soaked up all of the crap. Now there's pressure. People are losing their jobs. People are struggling to get in touch with the unemployment department. People are now working from home and they're not used to it. And their kids are home and their wife is home and everybody's home and they're getting on each other's nerves and they're tripping each other's triggers left and right. Okay. If that's happening, you know that when the pressure is applied, what's on the inside comes out. And if there's yucky, crappy stuff in here, it's coming out. So if you've got a tendency to, to slip into depression right now, it's coming out. It's okay. Yes, this is hard. This is a very hard time for a lot of people. Especially, like you said, we talked about the media earlier and all of the news channels and the social media and all this stuff constantly trying to make us afraid or angry or depressed so that we feel something so that we keep our attention on it. All of that's happening and it's put this a tremendous pressure on all of us. You do not have to settle for that. You do not have to stay there. So if you're struggling with depression, I just want to tell you this. You can, you can work out of this. You can get out of this. You can heal. You can grow. You can learn. You can get treatment if you need it and you can move forward. Don't stay there. I care about you. I love you. I want to see you succeed and I want to see you healthy. So talk about it. It might just be as simple as talking with a friend and your friend might say, you need to see a doctor and that's okay too, but work through it. Don't stay there. If you want to conquer it, you've got to fight. And this might be the fight of your life, but don't give in. Don't let it win. Don't settle for it, guys. You do not have to stay in this underneath that black cloud that's always raining on you. Get some friends in your life who can notice when you're having a hard time and they'll make a fart joke and make you laugh and feel a little better. Or friends who can say to you, dude, come on, let's get it together. Don't be thinking that way. Here's the truth and tell you the truth. If you need that, get it. We all need it, so get it. But guys, don't stay here. Don't stay depressed. Don't stay under the rain cloud let's move forward let's crawl our way out of the pit i love you i care about you and i look forward to seeing more from you so guys we're going to get into our ask a man so uh we'll be uh we're, we're going to hear from lou costa and he's going to answer a question for us so stay tuned lou costa up right after this it's time for ask a man Visit manlyhood.com slash ask 
Dash a dash man. Hey guys, I'm Luke Costa. I am your resident life coach here to light your fire from the quarantined iron mill facility in Bradford, Pennsylvania. And I'm going to answer some of the questions that have been given to me through manlyhood to let you light your fire and get started on your path. You ready? I am. Let's go. Uh, I've been asked to help coach my son's sports team. I'm not a fan of participation trophies. But at the same time, I get that even the kids that aren't that great need to feel valuable. How do I balance pushing kids to win and also value the weaker members? Uh, seems like that question was tailor-made for somebody who coaches youth sports. Uh, also, like I said, I've been a coach of young athletes most of my life, going on 15 years now. Uh, we coach the youth sports, a lot of them here in Bradford, Pennsylvania. I've been involved in coaching across the state of Pennsylvania um, for a long time now. Um, participation trophies. I get the catch call to that. I get what uh, the society thinks about participation trophies. I like just getting kids outside and doing something. I like the idea of being there for your community. I don't care whether we win or lose. Anyone who's been a part of my teams know I teach two things. And this is the first two things you should teach the kids. One, always try your hardest. We expect you to go 100%. When you're under my ward, when you're under our teams, I don't care who wins, who loses. I want you to go your absolute 100 because you never know what happens when you do that. It's amazing what happens when you actually try and go out there. And when you teach a kid how to push himself forward and you give him that positive, uplifting boost, um, if he can do that and get a, get a participation trophy, great. That's good. And two, to always have fun. If you're not out there having fun, if you're not out there having a blast, the kids aren't going to want to do it. Youth numbers are dwindling right now. They're all shrinking. It's hard to get kids to participate. And it's super hard to get any parent to actually produce the effort to go out and help these kids. So um, if you're a parent who's interested in youth coaching, if you have any want to want to get your kids outside, first of all, that's a great step. Get out there and help them because we need volunteers. It is shrinking. Every, every youth sport is contracting. It's so sad. And it scares me. It scares me now with inside with uh, COVID and all of this, where the sports are going to go, where our youth are going to end up, where the community centers are going to go. Um, I'm not sure. All I know is that it starts with the parents that want to actually get out there and help their parents or help their children. And that starts with you. If you're listening to this, it's you. If you've got your kid over there in the corner looking at something, looking at a screen, you're doing it wrong. If you're not participating, if you're not outside throwing a baseball with them, if you're not out there throwing football, if you're not rolling around on the ground wrestling with them, it's you're the problem. Get out there and help that kid. Make them go 100. Do not ever accept less than 100% from your children and always have fun. Beyond that, I don't care about the rest of it. Even the most motivated of us fall into that trap. So I would say, what's the first step you should take if you're fat and lazy and you want to get outside? Simple. Find someone, find a group of people, uh, find a motivational group, find the thing that makes you want to take that first step and get going. Uh, it's just that simple. The first step's the hardest. Take it right now. I want to light your fire. You hear me? I'm your life coach. Get a hold of me. want to be a better man check out our website manlyhood.com for blogs videos and more from our manlyhood team men you can also join our private facebook group manlyhood man cave where you can meet up with a band of brothers who will challenge you and help you on your journey of manhood be sure to check out all our resources at manlyhood.com slash store this episode is produced by Thatcher Media for manlyhood.com.
Our manly theme music is from Austin Sterling and also from Mark Cruz. Sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, YouTube, or whatever you're listening to. Tune in again for more of the Manlyhood Mancast.